Okay, Ari Silva, how are you, my friend? Oh, way better talking to you now, my man. Awesome. Where are you right now? I'm in Hungary. Uh, the city is called Gyur. Uh, it's some, some place between, exactly between Budapest and Vienna. And uh, I'm here since September, me, my, myself, and, and Govorov. So it's a good place. We're good here. That's awesome, man. That's, uh, that's a great setup. Um, I know at some stage you were going to be working at Tenerife. Um, are you still in and out of there or not, not associated there anymore? Yeah, not, not anymore. Uh, exactly. Was supposed to be there, but then some immigration things were going to take longer than we were expecting. Uh, and I could set here in Hungary faster. So now I have my residency permission here. Uh, and everything is good here. Really nice. Nice. Now, you've been training Andre Govorov now for how many years? Oh, I coached him back in 2013 for like six months. And, and then since, since Rio, since uh, 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 16, uh, January 16. That's awesome, man. How did you guys get to know each other? When, where did you first meet? Uh, on this on this project that we had in in uh, in Italy in 2013, that was an international team, uh, and Andre was part of the team, so it was my first contact with him. I coached him for six months, and he did a pretty good 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 job in in World Champs in Barcelona at that time. Uh, then I, I left the program. I left the the, the project. And he, he kept there, he kept there. And then in 16, he called me again uh, towards to Rio preparation. And since then, we're, we're doing pretty okay, I think. <laughs> yeah, really good. <laughs> really good, yeah. So just so everybody understands, you and I first met, uh, I guess, really got to know each other at the 2008 Olympic Games for Beijing, correct? Absolutely unforgettable. So you were both on the Brazilian team. At the time, you were coaching who? I was coaching Felipe Silva, Felipe França Silva. Uh, I was coaching two breaststrokers at that time. Felipe, that qualified with the second time for Brazilian team in the 100 breast. And, uh, and Tatiane Sakemi, that swam the, the breaststroke leg in the uh, medley relay for, for the women's in the Brazil team. Yeah, nice. Now, you know, when, when you're a foreign coach coming into a, uh, a team like Brazil, um, yeah. what is it like for a foreign coach to come in? And, you know, I was part of the Brazilian team in 2008, and you embraced me immediately. And you, you looked at me as a, as a friend, a colleague, a respected um, person, a coach, you know, so you gave me respect straight away. You didn't have to do that. Why did you take that approach? Oh, my man, because you and Caesar, you know, you, you, you were shining, you know, you, you, you both were, were like in a, in, in a really zone, you know, and was so attractive to me because was, you know, for the first time that I was pretty, pretty close to some, some uh, huge achievement that you, you guys did, you know. So all the work that we were doing with Caesar and, uh, and uh, attract me, you know, Im immediately. And uh, I got really connected with that. And, 
and you guys had a big impact on me you know uh since that moment so uh yeah you you were shining my man you were shining you're you know amazing <laughs> yeah well i've always been very grateful for that approach you know it's it's tough for a foreign coach to come in and and um be coaching your athletes and and be accepted as part of a team i'm sure that we see it a lot these days where a lot of foreign coaches go into various teams and they're not always embraced the way that i was embraced with brazil and and a lot of that had to do with the attitude that you had and some of the other coaches and so i was always very thankful and i think it contributed to our success ultimately it was it was not that one person was working against each other we were all working for a common goal i wanted your success you wanted my success and everybody was collectively working together that's the feeling i had yeah absolutely i think you know, on, 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 on that level of swimming, of competitive swimming, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty clear for me that we are in the same boat, you know. So we, we have to support each other. Uh, we are competing, you know. I, I want my, my athlete, my swimmer performing, you know, better than yours at the right time, you know. But in the end, we are in the same boat. So if, if we don't support each other, you know, if we don't share... Uh, uh, knowledge experiences uh uh we will not improve our, our our sport you know and as more as we improve more we can inspire other people you know inspire the the, the kids the, the the youngsters so uh i think we are in the same boat uh, and since ever this was this was my my feeling you know about this this competitive swimming uh community yeah and just in relation to Caesar's result in Beijing, you know, immediately I saw people crying, um, the emotion that that had, the impact that it had. Um, it, it certainly had an emotional impact on me because I had a, a very strong bond and connection with Caesar, but I didn't have the same bond and connection with the country itself, but everybody else seemed to be so emotionally attached to the success and the result of Caesar winning Brazil's first ever Olympic gold medal. Um, what did it mean to you personally? Oh man, that's that's the game-changing, you know, moment in my in my life in my career. Uh, because Br Brazil has no uh, strong sportive culture, you know. So, so uh, we are not that massive numbers of swimmers or 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 big sports. Uh, persons you know uh, uh, succeeding so when we have somebody that that, that can reach the, that yeah, the, the peak you know the, the 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 biggest one the gold medal and and the bronze medal also on that on that olympics uh, it's it's really meaningful you know uh, especially because uh, at the club that I, I was representing at that time i, I saw caesar you know growing um, since age group, so it, it was some swimmer that was pretty close to uh, all of us. You know, we we saw the guy, the guy growing and uh, and and getting this this uh, final touch. You know, on 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 brightness to reach that 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 moment. It it was uh, really meaningful. So for Brazil, it's huge huge to have a, a that that result and uh and i think was was pretty game changing you know because since then 
Brazil has improved uh, uh, in, in a lot of races, a lot of swimmers, in a lot of competitions. So that's why. That's why uh, mm. we we got uh, we have to to get this, you know, pretty pretty uh, sensational uh, thing to all of us. Yeah. Do you think it shifted the mindset of Brazilian swimmers, Brazilian coaches? Do you do you think it had a positive impact that way uh, as well? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. As I said, you know, we, years before that moment, we we were we were in, you know sharing lane with Caesar, you know, in in the in the club, in the training. So everybody that had this opportunity to see him uh, uh, growing uh, felt, I think, a pretty. I think pretty the same that I felt, you know, it's like, whoa, this is possible, you know, it, it's, it's pretty close and, and it's possible. Uh, uh, so we saw the work that uh, uh, everybody put on this, on, on this result. And uh, so makes everybody feel that it's possible, you know. So when we came back home, uh, everybody was ready to, to work more, to risk more, to study more, you know, and uh, and uh, and with this feeling, with this sensation that man, yeah, yeah, it's possible. So, and I, I think since then we, we have a really shift on the on the on the mindset. Yeah, that's really the overwhelming uh, sensation that I got from everybody that they looked at Caesar and thought it's possible, and then they looked at me as a coach and said, if he can do it with him, it's possible. Like it didn't it didn't look like an impossibility. You know, we were doing things that were very um specialized but they weren't they weren't revolutionary we weren't doing anything that other people necessarily couldn't do uh we were doing things that were very specialized and i think that people noticed that and thought i can do that you know and i and i really got a sense every time i got, went back to brazil after that there was a different mindset with the coaches there was a different mindset with the athletes i I, I saw this, what Americans call swag. You know, I saw this swag, like we're as good as anybody. We can be as good as anybody. And this belief really shifted within the country. And um, it was just a catalyst for people who had talent already, coaches that have talent, athletes that have talent, to really just believe in themselves. That's the thing that I noticed the most. Yeah, I agree 100%. It, it's luck. It's like in my, my career, you know, the, the year later, the, in 2009, uh, I was coaching Felipe also, and, and he broke a world record, you know. <laughs> so yeah. well, uh, just one year after, and then we were in the world championships in Rome, and we got silver medal. We saw Caesar breaking world record again. So, you know, it was, it was like that. Okay, let, let's, let's keep flowing, you know, this, this, this momentum and this mindset so everybody can, can – can 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 build up and and keep working hard and 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 it's possible so since then yeah we had a great time so <laughs> even world record a, a year later you know it's yeah. beautiful it's beautiful it's amazing yeah now we've also we also got a connection with uh one of our athletes you know you were originally coaching bruno fratus to the olympic games in 2012 and yes. um and then i took over his coaching and then uh, he's gone back to you again, and you're coaching him now for um, for Tokyo. So we've had we've had this very strong relationship together, where we've also and at at one point I believe Caesar was swimming for you as well. So we 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 definitely have this brotherhood where we're together. It's not one person against the other. It's we're in this together. We we're always talking. We're always sharing ideas. I really wanted to get you on the podcast today because 
I think you're a brilliant coach and not thank you man not enough people know know who you are I think obviously with the results you've had with Govorov people are really starting to give you a lot more credit but uh, I really love the coach that you are I think you're brilliant wow <laughs> wow amazing amazing uh, listen this from you it's it's really meaningful to me you know I, I remember uh, 2011, when I started coaching Bruno uh, for the first time, uh, I remember that we had a, a, a Brazilian trials for Shanghai World Champs, and uh, and the start was a critical point. And I remember that three days after the competition, we were flying to Auburn to meet you, you know, to see if if you can give some, you know, some different point of view perspective on his start. Uh, and we stayed there for three days only. You remember this? Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were uh, really searching something together with you, you know. And uh, and uh, and and since then, that's the way we're doing. Huh? Uh, we we are together uh, on on. The, that's what I say. On build up the 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 best competitive swimming that we can do, you know, with this amazing fast guys. So it's a privilege also. And and listen this from you. It's really really meaningful and I'm and I'm I'm really thankful well I think often coaches work against each other and we shouldn't have that approach um you know we've never had the uh, we've never had the belief that we're working against each other we're always together whether whether who we're coaching it doesn't matter you know I'm always on your side you're always on my side we're always um very respectful of the results because ultimately we know how hard all the coaches work you know so it's I think it's it's better for the country when we can work together. And I've always had a lot of pride in working for Brazil because they've always given me that chance to be the best coach I can be. Um, now, the, I think it's fair to say that Brazil, the federation and the um, the organization has had a lot of difficulties in yeah. the last few years, obviously. What's your... What's your opinion on, you know, the corruption scandal and some things that have been going on that maybe have held Brazilian swimming back a little bit? Absolutely, yes. Uh, it's when you have this 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 level of of political and economical crisis uh, um, in your country, uh, and and you don't have that strong structure as as I was saying about the uh, sportive culture, you know. Uh, it's it's pretty fragile, you know. All the structure and all the system, it's it's fragile. Uh, and then we in in Brazil we have a a club, uh, a really club structure, you know, driven driven uh, structure. So uh, all this political and economical crisis uh, really hit the 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 swimming, combined with with corruption scandals, you know that that really pushed back the 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 potential of of our competitive swimming but but we're still fighting uh, I, I can see that the coaches there are still fighting the athletes still fighting and uh, and uh, and and we we had some some uh, amazing results in the last uh, world champs in the last comp competition so yeah, still fighting. It's hard. It's tough. It's not nice, you know. Uh, it's not nice because a lot of people got got really impacted and 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 and, and damaged with this all this situation. Uh, but 
we, we, we're still fighting. We're going to fight. And, and even I'm, I'm not living in Brazil for, for a long time. Uh, I'm still supporting, you know, I'm still uh, available to help any, at any time. Uh, and now moving back to, to be supervisor of the Bruno program again. So I think that I'm a, a, I, can, I can help a little also uh, to keep Brazil swimming uh, in, in, the, in the good stage. Yeah. Why do you think there's been in the past a culture of corruption within the federation? And let, me, let me be very clear. I think the Brazilian yep. Olympic Committee does an amazing job uh, and they have a great leader. And I think uh, they're very transparent. But within the uh, federation itself, there has been a culture of corruption. And, and you had one leader for, for many years who was over the whole situation, who is now in prison. Uh, why, why was that allowed to go on, you think? Uh, because uh, I think that's, that Brazil has, or has had uh, a little of culture that you, you don't discuss political, you know, you don't discuss economics. So the dominant ones keep moving on, on the, the way they want, you know, and put everybody that is really interested on, 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 on this aside. So we, we were not used to discuss uh, about this. And, uh, and they control the media, you know, they control the, the, the system. So they don't let us uh, uh, know what, what, what really is going on, you know. Mm. And, uh, and, and we were not used to, to, to questioning, you know, to, to, to ask for uh, your rights or criteria or something. So uh, still, still, you know, we, we, we've, we've been seeing some really uh, uh, bad things happening uh, in, in, uh, in corruption back in Brazil and, and we're still not talking, you know, so uh, people has a little uh, uh, fear on, on putting, put some voice on, on complaining, you know, on, on asking, on questioning. Uh, because we are used to have some some really aggressive response, you know, from these guys that uh, still abusing on on, on corruption uh, uh, ways, and uh, but one day we have we have to stay, you know, we have to put our voice out, like all uh, all the athletes with this some big institutions that still still commanding just for a few people, you know, just for them and not for all the community. So, yeah, we, we have to move on, 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 on a way that people got together and, and have some voice, you know. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's time to do this. Uh, I, I, I say about swimmers, I say about coaches, you know, I say about people that it, uh, are the people that really makes the sport, you know, really makes the, the, the thing happen and, and not just the people that thinks that can control everybody on this. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I love the country. I love the people. I really hope that we can get some change, uh, some, some real positive change for the athletes and for the coaches. And I do see it shifting, and, and there is certainly hope there. Uh, I think there's some amazing coaches down there. What do you think, what do you think the coaches in Brazil do well, um, from your opinion? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> once that we don't have that strong culture, so we don't have mass. You know, we don't have a lot of people, so we cannot, we cannot make mistakes. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to miss our opportunity, you know. So then I think that we are uh, 
as Brazilian coaches, we are a little more, uh, how can I say, we have to be assertive, you know, we have to be right on point. And I think, in, I think that uh, being pushed on this um, way of coaching, you know, that, man, we, we need de more details, you know, we, we cannot miss these guys, we cannot miss these girls. So I think that this is, this is one point that makes us uh, a, a little more assertive because we cannot miss. We cannot make mistakes, otherwise we're going to miss uh, a lot of potential, you know. So yeah, that, that, that's my, my point of view. Yeah. Well, you've had a lot of success with Govorov, breaking some world records um, and some many other swimmers that you've had. But right now, what do you trying to do with Govrov in the lead up to Tokyo? Uh, to, to get him back to the 53, you know, because since, since Rio, uh, we've been struggling a little with, with some shoulder uh, question that was really compromising the, the power in the freestyle. Uh, so now he, he, he just went undergone to a surgery in, in last uh, August. And now it's moving back. It's moving back fast. It's moving back good. And uh, so it's, it's completely focused on the 53. Uh, if, if we can put some, some good loading now, uh, maybe we can shoot for some Honda Fly as well. Because with that 22-2, you know, 22-4, 22-5, 22-6, uh, plenty of times. Uh, why not? Uh, but... Uh, Unfortunately, the program in uh, the Olympic program has some conflict uh, with 53 and, and uh, on the fly. But uh, now the focus is it's to, to get him back on a really powerful and, and, and consistent 53. Nice. I'm really interested in speed. As you know, I love it. I'm obsessed by it. <laughs> yes. <and I'm> always <laughs> trying to go faster. And I know you are too. What's your belief in coaching somebody to swim a fast 50? What are the things that you believe in? What are the things that you do um, within your program? How do you get someone to swim a faster 50? Uh, I, I, I plan and I, I made a program that can, can, can bring the opportunity to swim, the, to the swimmer to get control of the speed, you know, uh, especially in a really high speed because sometimes people think that it's just to swim fast uh, but I think that you have to control every single metric of that race you know so my, my way of, of planning is I split the race in, 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 in five splits uh, start 15 to 25 25 35 uh, I understand the demands that individually the, the swimmers had. Uh, and we try to build up all these uh, uh, demands, you know, this, this part uh, of the race and, and put all effort for to the swimmers have control on each part of the race, you know. Mm, yeah. uh, so that's the way uh, I, I see sprinting and, and racing, especially the, the, the 53, you know, you, you, you need control on every part of the race uh, on your speed. Cannot be random, you know. That 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 speed, the, the winning speed, yeah? you know. Some speed can be random, and uh, <laughs> the people do does. But the winning race, 
cannot be random in 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 my opinion so we 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 do a lot of opportunity uh, uh, that the swimmer can feel and experience the speed you know over and over 100 times on the on the parameters that we need to build the fastest race uh, ever so that's the way i see we split the race and we practice this a lot okay so you break the race up into components small components and you practice those components a lot do you think it's important still to have the normal things in like via to max training heart rate training um you know threshold training the the normal things that might maybe swimmers do for maybe the 100 or the 200 do those things matter for the 50 or are you focusing on different things uh i i don't think that on that much uh way uh no on my program we have some threshold uh, uh intensity and session but this threshold uh, session, it's really, uh, how can I say, specific. Uh, we put a lot of, of cargo, additional cargo, so parachutes, paddles, fins, and, uh, and, and we try to re reproduce uh, the, the race, you know, especially in the number of strokes or something like this, that the demand, the neural demand, you know, it's really high. So we work on threshold but in a really high demand on, 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 on the, the narrow system. Uh, and in my program has, has no endurance, has no VO2, you know, that there's, there's no long and continuous swimming uh, beside when you're swimming easy. But sometimes it's, it's better to go home and rest than swim easy. Uh, so we, we, uh, I just believe on this, on this part of the threshold that is going to be really helpful on the on the the second part of the race you know so in the beginning of the program i build up with, on this threshold uh but then it's more just easy speed and controlling uh all the speed so uh i, I don't believe for the 53 or some some races that you you need that much on on aerobic uh, system and aerobic part you know mm. So how many workouts a week are they in the pool and how many in the gym? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's moving because the guys are, are changing, you know, uh, they, they're getting more load, more capacity. So as more they get this capacity, we don't need to touch that much, but I can just as make an example. Now, uh, Andre swim like six sessions uh, a week, seven sessions a week and two gym uh, per week two, two gym session per week uh, mm -hmm. so but all the sessions are really specific they are isolated you know i have one session that is just threshold as i said now the other session is just sprinting so it's really short uh, uh, intensity exercises uh, and then we have race pace and tolerance <laughs> so this is the three three uh, capacities that we build during the season. And in the gym, we have some uh, uh, strength development, development and then just transferring to, to power uh, uh, exercises and response. And then and we combine this, building the race and, and, and reproducing 
in the race as much as we can. So give me an example then of each one of those three components you train in the pool, like uh, just an example set maybe of, of those three components. That's beautiful. Great question. Thank you. Uh, for this threshold uh, 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 system, we work only on 50s distance, okay? Mm -hmm. Always counting the number of strokes or the number of kick. Doesn't matter the equipment that you're using. Uh, if you with fins, fins and paddles, or fins, uh, paddles and parachutes and everything, you are always counting the number of strokes and trying to be the best efficient possible. That means as fast as you can using less numbers of strokes or kicking as possible. And this is the way that I, uh, I, I can give the, the information that how many speed the swimmers has in each cycle, you know? Mm. Uh, and, uh, and we reproduce this 50s trying to get this best efficiency possible. Sets on kick uh, and on swimming. It's like now, I, I just did a, a session like this with both Bruno and, and, and Govorov. And it was like 250s in minute 10. They were really trying to get the, 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 the best speed uh, holding the number of strokes. And uh, right after, we just transferred to some like backhand speed or distance per stroke, you know, uh, without equipment. So it, it's, it's like we, we try to recruit the, the muscles and the demand and immediately transfer to some speed, natural speed. Mm. Uh, the sprinting is, it's, it's pretty, has pretty the same system. So we have some, some cargo on that, uh, tower, hack, buckets, parachutes, uh, uh, net socks or something. So we load a lot on, on, on cargo and only on 15 meters, you know, or five to, to eight seconds of effort, vertical kicks or something. Uh, during this session, I can say that we do like, from 30 to 50 sprints, you know, on 60 seconds, on six seconds. Uh, and the session is just sprints. So you warm up, just sprint and go home. Mm. It's, the same, it's the same for the threshold, you know. You just warm up, repeat the 50s. Uh, the session today has for uh, Bruno has 1850s. And for, for Andre here was like 1650s in, in total. Uh, but just a uh, short six, six to eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm. It's pretty intense, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but two weeks before it was like 30 or 32 fifties in total, you know, uh, it's just now that we are, we are moving to some strength block to, to, to power block. So we're reducing the volume, but increasing the intensity. Mm. And, and then we have the race pace that we can do on short course. So it's plenty of 25s that we try to get the, the speed of the splits, you know, that 10 meters, 15, 25 or 25, 35 or 35, 45. So we are always trying to reproduce that speed as more as we can. So it's like rounds of three or four 25s on 40 seconds, 45 seconds with trying to reach this speed, you know, and, uh, or we do this on long course. So we do some 25s easy and plus 35s and, and always trying to get these splits, these 10 meter splits, you know, because this is the reference on the, on the race pace. Mm. 
And then so, it's time trial, time trial competition, you know, then, then we know the race, we film, we got the parameters and, uh, and then we, we bring back to the, to the training sessions to see what is still missing, you know, on, on the, on the best race that we can do. Mm. So, so there are times where you get up and maybe put a suit on in practice and do a full 50. Yeah, yes. A lot, a okay. lot, okay. a lot. Because this is this is the reference, huh? We we, we train to race. <laughs> we we don't train to get to be better on training, you know. Mm. Uh, we train to be better on racing, uh, on on get faster, you know, on 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 have more control of the race. As I said, uh, uh, cannot be random, you know. You, you need to to have control of your speed at any time, you know. <laughs> at any time, doesn't matter the load you are. You have to control, you know the. The, the stroke length, the, the stroke rate, the speed, you have to control the body, you know, your body control. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we, we, we do a lot on this. Put the suit on and, and race again. Yeah, and just working with Bruno myself, and I know that I'm sure Andre's the, the same way, the guys, when they're doing this type of work, they can, they can feel subtle differences in maybe – their, their hip placement or where their hand is entering the water or if they're stronger on one side or the other, or if their kicks are in sync, they become very aware and in tune with what their body is doing in the water and can notice very subtle differences in their body position. Right? Absolutely. Yes. And, and they can do this on the race pace, you know, on the race speed. It's not that they, they, they don't, they do this on the uh, endurance speed or something, you know, it's, it's on a really high demand. As, as higher the demand is, as higher the speed is, better they got, they got uh, aware, this awareness, you know? So it, it's really, really nice. It's really exciting, you know, <laughs> to coach these guys because it's, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's like a thoroughbred racehorse, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the, the best, most ripped athletic horse you can find out running around the park, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what these and, guys are. Yeah, and as more you give, more they want, you know? So it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's endless, you know? Endless uh, hunger. That's, it's amazing. It's nice. So the three main things you try and manipulate, I guess, from what it sounds like, uh, is the distance that you swim in practice, the interval, how much rest you give, and then the effort, how fast you actually swim. The distance, the interval, and the effort. They're the three things that you manipulate the most in practice, right? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, and, uh, and we control the, the training performances, you know. So uh, everything that we do, we take note to see where it is the efficiency on the work you know doesn't matter the speed how efficient you are on this work and and we monitoring this interval the density that we do in the week for each uh, of this capacity or threshold or sprinting on race pace um, trying to keep the quality you know so once that you reach the best quality possible the best efficiency possible this is your reference and then we we just uh, uh, work with this interval, the distances and everything, trying to keep as more as we can on this best efficiency. And, you know, and, and then you move this efficiency to something, to some better place. Then it's again, your new, uh, uh standard, you know? And, uh, so then you know, we think that the guys is getting faster, more efficient and more control of the speed. So this is the way. 
Oh, okay. I see what you mean. So you're recording progress and you're seeing change and you're seeing the uh, growth and you're recording that growth and then you go on to the next period of growth. Uh, I like that. Do, what do you do? What's your theory on recovery and how do you, how do you approach recovery? Ah, so we, uh, I have a really good support since four years that it's with a Brazilian physiologist, Elvio Afonso, that we work a lot on the blood uh, biomarkers. So we have a good control on this. Uh, the, the, the athletes has each two weeks or three weeks, we have a full blood uh, uh, exams to check how much impacted, you know, all, all this loading, how much is impacting individually the, the, uh, the, the swimmers. And from this, we can manage better the, this, this rest, this recovery. Um, also helps a lot this performance control during the training, you know, because when, when you feel that the swimmer is not ready to perform better than he did last time, uh, sometimes you miss some sleepy night, you know, sometimes you miss some meal because you were too tired or something like this, or, you know, uh, uh, things happen in, 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 our, in our lives, not just in the sportive lives. But when you're not ready, I prefer to do not do, you know, so go home, rest, eat better, you know, uh, 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 take your recover, do some activities that put your mind cleaning, you know, and uh, when you come back, you have to come back to the session to do something better than you did before. So we manage this way, you know, we, uh, we manage controlling the performances during the training and also the biomarkers in the, in the, in the blood. So we know when the guys are, you know, in the edge to, to drop the immunity or too much inflammation inside the system, that uh, big inflammation going to drop the speed. So we control this, all these uh, uh, factors to keep pushing in the highest quality as possible. So there are times where you might see your athlete come in and you can just tell, or maybe they get in for warm up, and you can tell they're just not ready, whether it be a mental thing or a physical thing. Are you okay with canceling the workout and coming back to it the next day? Absolutely, yes. And, and, and it's really nice at, when, you, when you work like this, with these uh, performances and quality-driven uh, 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 way of work, that sometimes the, the athletes say, Ari, I think this morning I cannot reach that point, but if we do this in the afternoon, I can do better. Is that okay? <laughs> you know, so they feel also, they can feel also, you know, the timing of recovering. And, and I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty positive on this, you know. This is the way I believe, you know, when, when the swimmer and the athlete, it's really engaged uh, in the program. So they understand why, they understand the, the importance of being, uh, uh, or on performing during the training, you know, on, on keep the quality, on keep the, the high standards. Uh, and, and, and they help on the feedback, you know. It, it, it's pretty often, uh, Brett, that the guy said, okay, this morning I'll, I'll not do it, but I can do it in the evening. And guess what? You go back in the evening and they crash, you know. So, yeah, it, it's pretty nice. I'm pretty positive on this. Yeah. What's your approach to supplementation? I know that when I was an athlete and coaching sprinters for many years, we have uh, a culture within athletics where we you know, we have, we have stores like GNC in America where you go in and you get a powder or you get a pill and 
this, this is supposed to do that. And this is supposed to do that. And sometimes I would walk into the guy's locker room and I'd, I'd be like, what is all this stuff? Where'd you get all this? Well, I, I ordered off this website or I got it from this store and I heard this person's taking this and, and it's all stuff that you can buy legally, but it, but where is it coming from? Like, I had no idea. And like with my food, I know that this is a steak or this is a carrot. This is a vegetable. Yes. You, know? yeah. you can see that with, with some of this other stuff, I just had no idea what they yeah. were putting in their and body. Then you, and then you have a powder, you have a capsule and what is there? What yeah. Is there? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty and the sprint is, the sprint is here that, you know, this person's taking this and this person's taking that. So what's your approach with supplementation? Um, since since ever uh it's to have uh a high standards professionals working on this you know and 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 i keep following this pretty close so uh, uh every time that we go to some nutritionist or, or something or the dietitian i'm i'm there you know i'm there to to explain the system to explain the work to explain the program and uh, to do only if we, we need, you know, and only as, as much as we need. Uh, trying to take care as, you know, be really careful about the quality and the security of the product. Uh, uh, so I, I try to follow this pretty close, you know, but straight with the professional. So there's no, there's no guidance or, or taking out of this, of this uh, uh, professional uh, uh, approach and, and guidance. So every time that I work with some swimmer, I'm, I'm there with the nutritionist, you know, every time, every time. So changing because, uh, better go with the food, you know, so don't, don't take if you don't need it, you know, if you're still performing, if you, if you're going faster, if you're going stronger, uh, and, and you're holding the quality on the program with that food, amazing food, the steak and carrot and everything, broccoli, you know, keep there. But, uh, don't take if you don't need it. So this is this is my approach on this, and and I want to to be really clear with the professionals with the uh, with that that work on the on the staff and with the swimmers. Do you think supplements work? And and if so, what what are the supplements you think can be helpful at times? Uh, I I think these days uh, we we had a, a big technology on this big technology. Uh, so some supplements are, are really, really uh, effective. But to be honest with you, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still a little uh, alert on the, on, the, on the risk of this thing. So we, we can see some good companies that works pretty, pretty hard and pretty intense on purity, you know, to be uh, doping free, to, to be cleaning. Uh, and, uh, and, and we can see some good technologies on, on, on some supplements, you know, like, uh, uh, some, some carbs during the session, you know, some proteins after training, uh, some pre-workouts, uh, we, we can find some that, uh, you can see the results, you know, you can see the, the reaction and, uh, that, that can bring, uh, a, a better uh, results for the for the training or for the for the competition mm. so andre might take some carbohydrate supplement before practice or during practice and then he may take some protein supplement after practice when when we have a hard times what a tough uh, period of of training yes yes we we, we need this mm. 
we need this sometimes. You know, to avoid this, uh, uh, mostly the immunity or something like this, you know. It's like in, in the morning. Uh, uh, you, you have to eat in the morning uh, before the, the practice, but sometimes if you eat too much, <laughs> you, when you start the practice, you're still talking with your breakfast. So, and, and then you have some shakes, you know, you have some smoothie that has, you know, the supplementation that takes less from your uh, uh, di digestive system and, and, and you can work more on the practice, you know. So, this kind of things maybe for some times can be, can be good, you know, can be effective because you, you, you don't get from the, the digestive system and, and you just put the, the fuel there. And, and go to work, you know. So this this little details sometimes are are, are really nice that uh, you can perform during the training. Yeah. Well, you're training now for the freestyles and butterflies. I mean, you were there for Caesar's world records in the 50 freestyle in Brazil and also the 100 freestyle in in Rome. You were on the pool deck watching. Do you think those records will be broken this year? Uh we have big chances for this man we have big chances for this big chances uh i think this this season is gonna be you know crazy crazy fast uh uh as i can see the this this world-class swimming it's building up you know really nice races good races so yeah i i can see we go, that we're gonna have some some we have big chances to 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 have way more world records being broken who do you think the guys are in the 50 freestyle that have a chance to break the world record possibly this year? So the closest one is Dressel. <laughs> you know, the second one is Bruno. The third one is Florent. Uh, and then I'm coaching Govara for that also, you know. So let's see. <clears throat> so there's at least four or five, maybe six guys in the mix to possibly break that world record this year, then you think? I think yes. I think yes. Uh, you, you just have to consider also the tension, you know, uh, uh, on the on the racing, on the competition uh, uh, during the Olympics, because most of the people is gonna be, you know, on the peak performance at, at the games, uh, and and sometimes the tension there, you know, the the can can drop a little the the potential of the performance, you know, but uh during this preparation you know uh i think these guys can be really really you know repeating the race getting faster and faster finding some details you know during the races uh so yeah can be can be in in in, in some moment that the tension is a little lower you know uh, uh i think it's possible well, that's an interesting point. So you're saying the, the pressure and the tension of the Olympic final gives you less chance to break the world record than maybe at the, the trials or in the lead up to the Olympics. What, what, what negative effect does tension have on swimming fast? Ooh, yes, a, a lot, you know. Uh, the last final 53 in Rio, we have eight guys, seven guys swam slower than the semifinal and just one swam faster. And was the winner, you know? So if you repeat your time on the, on the semifinal, Andrei Govorov, if he repeat the, the time on the semifinal, he was bronze at least. Bronze medal, you know? Mm -hmm. So the final has put a lot of, of, of tension and pressure that, that 
potentially drops the performance, you know? Uh, in, in Rio, it was pretty clear this, pretty clear, the Rio final. Uh, why? What so, does it do? What does it do physically to, why does it create slower swimming? Ah, then, uh, you, you got nervous sometimes, you know? I got nervous sometimes and you just got blind, you know? Uh, you just got, just got an, a little foggy. You miss some parts, you know? You, you miss something. So you miss details. You, your awareness is not that, that high anymore, you know? Uh, because your heart is it's beating faster than you, you needed, you know? Your breath, it's faster than you need. So, and these things demands energy that you would use during the race, you know? So just in the, the moments before, you're spending energy already, you know, that you're going to use it at the race. So physically, I, I can see that you, you, you can have this kind of reaction, you know, that your heart is way, your temperature is higher, that's it, higher than you need, you know? So it's over the point of just being warmed and just be ready, you know? So uh, you, 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 you get some extra, demanding on your on the energy that would be needed for the race yeah yeah and i i've lived it you know i swam i swam the semi-final of the olympics in 2004 and it was the most incredible swim of my life i was free i was nice. swimming so yeah. beautifully i was swimming so relaxed i was swimming so in myself i had no idea of the crowd i couldn't see my competitors I was, it was almost like I was being pulled on a stretch cord in the semifinal. I just yeah. turned my brain off and I let my body go. And I went 2207. Yeah, the next the day challenge. in the final. Yeah, well, the next day in the final, I was, I was in lane five for the final of the Olympic Games. <laughs> and the feeling was completely different. Yep. So in the semifinal, I went 2207. In the final, I went 2213. We're talking about six one hundredths of a second. Okay. Six one hundreds, but the race felt completely different. It was yeah, a completely it, different is, race. Yeah. I was aware of every stroke. I was aware of the crowd. I was aware of the swimmers around me. I was aware of, uh, everything going on. And, um, and I tried to block it out. Honestly, I, tr I tried to be in a different moment, you know, but here's the thing with sprinting is that you want it really bad. And yeah. I, I kind of, I liken it to lining up a, a golf ball sometimes, you know, you look down the fairway of the golf course yeah. and all you want to do is you want to hit the ball as far as you possibly can. And sometimes you just grip a little too hard on the stick and you take a swing and you swing a little bit too hard and because you want to hit that ball as far as you possibly can. And that's kind of the Olympic final for me. There are times where, you just don't care. You hold the stick softly in your hand. You take a beautiful swing and you connect with the ball and it, and it makes a beautiful sound like, you know, pops. Yeah. And then the ball travels beautifully through the air and you think to yourself, Oh wow, that was easy. I'm going to put it back on and here we go again. And you, you just try a little bit harder and then the ball goes <laughs> into the trees. That's the Olympic final, you know? So how do you prepare for that moment? If you know it, if you know that Anthony Irvin is the only one that swam faster at night and he wins the gold medal and everyone else swims slower, how do you prepare for that moment? Yeah, that, that's the challenge of my life, you know, of my career. Uh, I was with Bruno in 2012. He did personal best in the Olympic final and fourth. Uh, I was with Andre at, at, in Rio 16. 
he did personal best in the semifinal and he was fifth. So I, I, I was there twice. My, my, my goal for this season and for this Olympic is, you know, to develop a condition that we, we reached like, uh, I'm going race and I know what I'm going to do, you know? So this is going to be like the mantra, you know, I'm, I'm going race and I know what I'm going to do. So I think we, if, we, if we, we reach this point or when we reach this point, then the chances are, are, are bigger, you know, to perform at the final and, and not just, you know, Hail <laughs> uh, Mary situation, you know. So uh, I think to perform at that final uh, on the Olympics, you know, all the competitions, since the heats, you know, heats, semifinal and final uh, has to be like this mantra, you know, that I'm going to race and I know what I'm going to do, you know, yeah. simple like that. that that's the way. Yeah, I, I remember watching Govorov warm up for the freestyle. Well, he was he swam a, f uh, a 25 or maybe a 35 freestyle in yeah, warm up. I remember the, that you came to me, yeah. man. I remember how you came to me. Yeah. At the uh, the Olympics in Rio in the warm-up pool. And I'd never yeah. seen anybody swim so fast on top of the water in my life. And, I, and I've coached Fred Busquet and, and Cesar Cielo, you know, and I, and I thought to myself, wow, that guy just ripped was it was it a 25 or a 35 it was a 25 25 yeah, oh a 25. my god he was moving so fast on top of the water and i thought that's it this guy's gonna win the gold medal you know and and like you said it didn't turn out that way he swam slower at night so that is really the key isn't it you can get them to the starting gate uh the most prepared they possibly ever been in their life and that little bit of tension can really shift things can't it Absolutely, yes. Yeah, the, the body will be ready, you know. The body will be ready, but it, it's not the body that's going to make that that performance, you know. Is 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 the is the mindset? Is the is the calmness, you know? Is the that's it. So I'm going to race, and I know what I'm going to do. That's it. Just just execute and perform. That's it. Yeah. Well, he's had a Sounds lot of easy, yeah? <laughs> Sounds easy, but <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I've said this story a few times when Caesar was at the Olympics, um, you know, he, he just looked at me and, and, uh, I just knew he was going to win, but he still had to go out there and do it. You know, you had to, you had to stand there. And at the end of the race, he came to me and he said, uh, I said, how, how were you feeling behind the blocks? Yeah. And he said, Brett, I was squeezing my hands as hard as I could. And I couldn't feel my hands. My, my hands were gone. I could not feel them. And I kept squeezing and squeezing and I was trying to find my hands and I couldn't find them before the race. So here he is standing behind the blocks looking like uh, a strong man. And he's thinking to himself, I can't feel my hands, you know? So that's <laughs> yeah, the kind of crazy. pressure that you're under at the, in the Olympic final. It's a completely different pressure. And it's almost a pressure that you can't prepare for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, can, you cannot prepare, you know, you cannot reproduce the Olympic final in any, any, you know, no other moment. So let's work to be there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, good luck, man. You are an incredible coach with some, some of the best athletes in the world. I wish you all success in the world. Thank you for sharing today. I think you've really gone into great detail on how to produce some fast swimming. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate your, your, your calling. You know, it's, it's a big honor just to be interviewed by you. Uh, uh, one of my, my role model, you know, my, 
inspiring. You are my inspiring. Also, you impacted my life and my career uh, so so deep. So it's it's an it's an honor for me. Well, I appreciate it, Ari. Um, good luck, and we'll we'll chat again after you win the gold. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, my friend. You too. Bye. Bye bye.